All right. Hello. Welcome to the Cosmic Eye Podcast. This is the Spirit Work Show. I am Jason. And on the line, I have Angela. <laughs> on the line. Hello. I didn't say, I didn't. <laughs> hello. That was a very serious hello this week from Angel. So apparently we're heading into serious Scorpio territory this week, I think. Uh, we're still on that topic of Scorpio. Um, we're going to move a little bit away from the death stuff and move more into kind of the Scorpio and sexuality and maybe talk about some other uh, traits of Scorpios and different things that are coming up. And Angel's got a lot of great ideas as well, uh, which she's going to talk about. Uh, so thank you for joining us. We're going to have a fun show today. Hope everyone had a great Halloween. Um, yeah. I'm going to need to ask you more about yours because I haven't heard enough about it. And then also, <laughs> and also you had a, speaking of like, playing off of the death uh the death thing that we were talking about last week uh, you almost had a near-death experience of your own yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you'll you can share that later on when we, when we get to that point so you are at angel on the eighth day on instagram and on, <laughs> you're on facebook as well and of course we know you're on tiktok but i don't uh, have an angel on the eighth on oh, facebook you don't do you that's no. right I forgot about that. I'm sorry. That's your actual personal one. TikTok on and Twitter. TikTok and but Twitter I think and Instagram. Neither has anything really on it. So Instagram is really the best place to follow you. I mean, follow all of them, but follow all of them. No, I don't say <laughs> no, no, listen, don't get me wrong. Follow all of them. <laughs> but yeah, I need to put more content. Up. And, and I will, I think. You will. I trust yeah. that because you've been actually hard at work on your Instagram feed. Uh, before you were just doing um, on your 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 sayings and your your poems and stuff, which are fantastic. But you've been including more of your personal stuff lately, and 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 showing some of that. So that's great, and I think people would really yeah. I've been having fun with those photos. Exactly, some great stuff. I like I really like that that one that um, is uh, it's actually quite angelic. That latest one, what that you put up uh, was that the last picture you put up? The one where you look super young and you look literally like a like a Raphael angel or something. So uh, there's some kind of i think you have a filter or something on or is that actually you yeah yeah, yeah. so i'm doing <laughs> it's like that voila one where it's like whatever whatever renaissance or yeah it's very renaissance uh, I like yeah the one. last one that i post kind of uh was from a uh, halloween of the past um and i was just kind of um this mm, i don't know maybe so maybe it could be Middle Eastern, could be Egyptian, just so that kind of era okay. or maybe, yeah. And so um, there's like a headpiece, I think, if that's the one that you're referring to. Um, there's the one where I'm really, really young looking. Uh, I believe I'm 18 in the oh, actual wow. photo. Yeah. But I look like a bit i don't even think i could have grown facial hair at 18. <laughs> i love it i love it great stuff i'm glad you're i'm glad you're sharing that so do follow angel there i'm at uh, at cosmic itero uh, that's the easiest one and we, we've got uh, our, our website as well cosmic eye.org and there's a spot for the uh, for the podcast on there and of course um, some of the products that we have uh, available Angel is going to be doing crystals soon, so I'll keep you guys yes. updated on that, and we're excited about that. I've got a couple of your crystals, and they're fantastic. They have great energy. Um, thank you, thank you. 
Yeah, and so I know you're gonna do. I'm, and I'm looking forward to these too. You're gonna do. You're actually gonna energize the crystals and 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 have. I'm, I'm assuming you're gonna have like crystals for for different purposes, and they'll be in, in, infused with your your own magical angel energy, right? Yeah. So I was thinking of having uh, either just a general, um, uh, like spiritual energy to them. Yeah. Where then you can add whatever intention you want okay um i wonder oh i wonder if i could do that like kind of give like a bit of an instruction of how to oh that's like, great uh, yeah you know add up like add your own energy and then seal it up um smart yeah perfect yeah let me look into that and then or otherwise i would i was just gonna have not just because this one's longer I would have it have the person ask me for whatever the intention is mm -hmm. or whatever they want their crystal infused with and then i will do the work typically those will probably be longer depending yeah. on what they're asking for so maybe like a week in advance no, or a week and then they would be shipped out um kind of like the abundance because i was thinking of starting abundance bowls this tomorrow oh wow um, to have those kind of ready um, but then I fly out on Saturday and I believe the abundance bowls are nine days, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't think I would have time. Well, maybe I could just charge them up before I fly out there on that go. last day. Um, and then just have them sit there and bake. <laughs> bake in all that, in all that powerful, magical goodness. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. I think that's what I'll do, actually. All right, very so good. I'll start those now um, just to be ready. And then I th thinking of hopefully taking some photographs of the boxes and boxes of crystals that I've recently purchased. Um, <laughs> yeah, you might need to hire um, an assistant for that one. I know how yeah. <laughs> I know your crystal buying propensity. <laughs> yeah. And then just... Um, uh have those and then i if i'm not mistaken i'm getting close to 888 posts and oh nice if, i don't know if i remember or i don't know if you remember like i said whatever i would reach 888 posts i would give um not the ones that i'm selling but maybe something mm -hmm. a little bit more special yeah um, i would you know that would be part of that kind of i don't know is it a contest i don't know but yeah. i said that i was gonna do it so do yeah I'm no i remember that yeah, though, exactly. yeah i'm not even like at 200 yet but <laughs> that's all right you will get there quickly so at angel on the eighth day uh i yeah. and if you go to at at cosmic itero or if you guys follow that or you know you've been following me or anything um, i'm following angel so look on my followers and you can follow angel through there as well so uh, that's an easy way to find you um, yeah so, oh i'm close to the post i'm at 817 i mean i'm not even at like 200 followers <laughs> oh gotcha okay so your chances of getting a pretty awesome crystal are good right now do i well let me ask you this do do i qualify to enter into that or or because i'm 
part of now, the if, <laughs> yeah that would be wow. kind of crummy right it's yeah, like that's, here we that's are funny. talking about it and then it's like yeah. oh guess who won yeah that's pretty <laughs> that's pretty sketchy behavior <laughs> i'm very i'm very suspect of of my own character right now for even asking <laughs> yeah, you could I just uh, yeah. take a photo of a crystal you already have at home and be like Look at this amazing one that I just won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So follow you. You're going to have a really good chance of winning a, a beautiful crystal. So that's that's a fantastic thing. So with uh, with the, I think you're doing an Etsy store, right? Is that what's going on? Yeah. Okay. Probably, yeah. All right. I think so that makes the most sense. I think so too. I, we do, we, we've got our website, but we've also got an Etsy store and they both, you know, they both do really well. And it's really, it's so easy in the beginning. Uh, to to do Etsy and there's so so much great stuff up on there so it's a great great place yeah. to start and um, everything will probably always be, not probably everything will always be angel on the eighth day and I can't imagine there's somebody else with that long name I so I don't imagine I think you I think you've got it locked up so that will be where it is and we'll keep everyone posted on that all right so without further ado let us get into more Scorpio talk uh one of the things we were going to talk about, and you suggested this, and I'm I'm fully on board with it, was uh, the idea of you know we we talked last week about the death card, and we talked about Scorpio and how it's attached to the death card, and we also talked about how Scorpio uh, rules the sexual organs, uh, sexuality in general. Uh, Scorpio is is very uh, into, integrated into that that phase of our lives. Uh, even if we're not Scorpios, that Scorpio energy or that Mars energy or that Kundalini energy, whatever you want to call it, uh, is a part of us all. But particularly for uh, for Scorpios, that's one, kind of one of their their ruling traits in a lot of ways. And so it comes out in interesting and different ways for different types of people. Um, we talked a little bit of, before the show about, and you've been watching a little bit uh, on the show, I think it was called, you said it was called Impeachment. Is that right? Uh, yeah, it's the American crime story and then this version is called impeachment okay it's the clinton the, impeachment yeah. yeah and so it features a lot really of hillary. interesting yeah right and and hillary that you know we're not going off on a tangent but hillary is uh, uh hillary clinton is actually uh, a scorpio which i did not yeah. know i looked that up in my my little books today here that has famous scorpios in it and i was kind of fascinated by that uh, but it's it's interesting how that that sort of sexual energy or that kind of focus. And it's not that all these people necessarily um, are known for their sexuality, but it's like Scorpio in general, though, has this certain sort of edge to it that has this energetic quality kind of, of sexuality tinging what, what a lot of these, these folks uh, do. And, it, you know, it's you know, people like Pablo Picasso. I mean, that's obvious. Sylvia Plath, the romantic poet. Um, Ezra Pound, another poet. You've got, like I said, Hillary Clinton, Leonardo DiCaprio, Julia Roberts, obviously both sex symbols. Um, but interesting people like uh, Tim Tim Burton. I'm sorry, not Tim Burton, not Tim Burton. Richard Burton. <laughs> Richard Burton. Uh, how far from Tim Burton is Richard Burton? <laughs> I love that. Uh, Elizabeth Taylor, uh, ex-husband Richard Burton and versus Tim Burton. So there you go. Charles Bronson, so that's interesting. So you get this kind of, but it's that interesting quality, you know, Charles Bronson with all of his kind of, um, you know, revenge type movies, and he's this very, you know, dark sort of tough guy character, you know, yep. but there's this, 
that's where this is interesting with that that idea of death and sexuality being mixed together you, you see that playing itself out in a lot of our kind of art and you know and 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 the media and so on that idea that sort of kind of you know it's with the, the how can i say the vampire characters and so on and the right. sexuality that's associated with them there's this really interesting sort of amalgamation of like sex and death mixed together in art and in music and in literature and in poetry and it's i think it's something very deep with within us don't you yeah this this kind of like romantic eternal love yeah um, center, right yeah exactly but then it's also got this edge of of danger to it and kind of you know mortality and there's always a bit of this idea of death and you know even even like there's i i can't even remember where i don't know the exact i think it's uh let me think about the french for this okay so the french have this thing for like for the orgasm they call it le petit mort my french is is not good but oh. it means the little death yeah the little death and yeah so, i feel like i knew that have you heard that before yeah it's and it's interesting because there's that there's that quality of you know that and and you know the tantric sexuality and so on there's this you know there's this kind of thing there's this idea that you know in some ways you're like overcoming death or kind of like prolonging life you know that's associated with alchemy and so on that i talked a little bit about um in the death card uh talk that i did on sunday i don't know if we talked about that i don't think we talked about that on our show when we were talking about death um but but there's that idea uh, the idea of this of alchemy and uh, longevity of life and how sexual energy is connected to that. So if you're like able to, to sort of reverse this Kundalini energy, I think we did talk about that. That actually prolongs your life, gives you more health, and so forth. Um, and that's one of the ideas that goes along with you know with celibacy and monks and so on. But then conversely, there's also this idea of tantric sexuality where you actually cultivate that energy. Uh, through sexual practice, through sex magic and different types of practices and so on and, and different yogic forms and, 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 and things like that, but cultivate that to, um, to, for, for health and prolonged life and more energy and you know, abundance and so on. So all this stuff's very mixed together in this idea of Scorpio and, um, you know, and, and, and this, this kind of thing. I find, I find that very interesting. Um, well, I just googled because uh, when you were uh, when you were talking, I was mm -hmm. wondering. Um, I asked myself um, if I'm like I wonder what Charles Manson was, and he was born on uh, November twelfth. Wow! So that I think still. Um, I think that's still Scorpio because I think it goes all the way. It up is. To it goes the twenty first. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so if you look at that figure. And as in terms of death and whatnot, um, there's a sense of kind of rebelliousness because um, I don't know. I think in other cultures, there's yeah, every culture has like its own death-defying kind of like sexy something, right? Sure. Um, in yeah. the United States, we were uh, flooded, I think, with like extreme things, extreme sports, uh, extreme activities. Uh, daredevil type things um yeah like where you're just, facing death in the actual activity mm -hmm. right you're sort of facing yeah. down is the idea huh yes so like spain you know has like matadors um where it's 
pretty much, I think, like their ultimate male sex symbol, because that's what you see the most. Yeah, um, for and sure. That possibly. is, yeah, absolutely. Literally facing death. Um, all of the old uh, stories where they're like fighting each other, you know, to death for like, I don't know, the the love of someone or mm-hmm. you know the yeah. honor of whatever. Or the knights jousting each other for the love of a maiden or something or a princess. We'll attach that onto (laughs) the phallic symbols when we talk about the sexual part (laughs) of this. But exactly, yeah, there's all of these uh, cultural components. I think we're um, kind of like standing up against death. um, Is this like rebellious, then inadvert sexiness? Yeah, um, or subsequent, I guess, sexiness. so yeah, that was just because uh, Charles Manson was not necessarily, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to judge anybody's taste, but <laughs> I don't think he was like conventionally attractive. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I mean I, I'm trying to think of, you know, I mean, you know, I think probably when he was young, I imagine he, he was probably pretty attractive in terms of like, you know, that kind of Hollywood because he had the beard and he was like, I think I'm looking at photos. Going his young. Okay. Well, here's the thing about him that people talked about was his eyes, and he was like mesmerizing. Intense. To them. He was very yeah. intense. Yeah. And that's where that I think, you know, and by the way, that please, any Scorpios that are listening, this is no besmirching of your character. We're not saying Scorpios are are like, you know, are are Charles Manson, but obviously he's a Scorpio. But but see, this is one of the interesting things about this energy is you have a very powerful energy, Scorpios. Yeah. And so you've got to direct it. You've got to direct it. And that's really what, um, you know, what you're talking about. So it's, it's an interesting thing, though. He has, he has that sort of thing, though. And there was a very sexual component to his group. And there was also, obviously, uh, murders committed. But they were, you know, they were, and they were committed by his followers. And he, he basically, you know, sort of charmed them into these different acts, you know, yeah, and yes. using, that, using that sort of magical Scorpio energy. Uh, that he possessed so it's it's you know this this sexual sort of energy this kind of again like it has many different names kundalini sort of mars energy like there's all kinds of you know it's fire the spiritual fire whatever you want to call it um but you know it seems that scorpios have uh somewhat of an abundance of that and it has to be it has to be well directed um you know to otherwise, yeah it's like you mentioned go ahead you go no no please but what were you going to say? And then I'll say it. <laughs> I don't even know, honestly. I, I think I was just going <laughs> to... Well, what I was going to say, it's funny yeah. that you say abundance because I was reading that... Um, what is the name? That Chakra Healing book, the Margarita um, Alcantara book. Yeah, 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 exactly. I looked and at that in that, um, she... Because uh, Scorpio say, well, this in terms of chakras... Yeah. Um, more commonly known one is the first uh, for sexual energy is the sake uh, the sacral plexus right yeah and she is describing that when you're out of harmony or um, in harmony it's basically a balance of um, like your sexual energy and Mm -hmm. uh, relationships along with financial abundance or financial uh, stability yeah yeah it seems like that creativity and that 
that energy to sort of generate or propagate that, you know, sexuality is attached to uh, is connected to creativity and abundance, isn't it? Yeah. And I think what um, part of what we were talking about before and what you had just mentioned right now in terms of channeling your energy is that I think maybe choosing because what in our conversation prior to the show, I was mentioning how, or we were (laughs) talking about how, and no offense, but how Hillary has not necessarily been, you know, a poster person for sex or sexuality per se. Yeah. Um, I think if you look at her from a male perspective, it could be different. Um, But as what we know culturally to be feminine sexual energy, probably not. But her husband has, you know, famously, famously. <laughs> been <laughs> known for being overtly sexual or overly sexual, or um, I don't know if he, he was one of those people that came out as uh, sexual, sexual addiction um, during that whole time when, you know, some people were like, oh, I suffer yeah. from sexual addiction. Um, now, I'm not saying that it's not valid, but no, but that um, was a pretty common thing to to right. say in the media yeah. at that time in the nineties. Yeah, that, that was yes. So maybe you know, watching him or having experiences elsewhere, she redirected that energy into her career and power because, um, in many situations, um, sex does turn into power. It turns yeah. into some sort of like power play or um, power over you if the person is, you know, becoming abusive with uh, their sexualness. And so maybe she just, you know, redirected that energy, how you were saying that, you know, you might do so in a a tantric way or uh, things of the sort. So, yeah, I think it's, I mean, with all things, um, it's important to know your power and know your ability and how to direct or um, not direct things. Um, sexuality, sexual behaviors tend to be very, mm, I don't know. I feel like it could be victimizing and empowering mm. um, and in a, in a deeper way. There's, mm-hmm. there's something about it that just affects people um, and interestingly, I have had like, I've had a lot of uh, clients seek me for sexual trauma. I feel like I see, I don't know, but there's that percentage too. Like what percentage of people, um, specifically women have not had some sort of harassment or sexual mm-hmm. trauma in their lives, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But, you're, but where you're, you're getting, you're, you're have quite a few clients that you're seeing. That yes, are, a lot. Around, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, throughout my career, I feel like I've I've drawn that population in, or they've been drawn to me. I really enjoy working with it because um, you come out of it so empowered after. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, you probably, you know, they probably uh, feel comfortable with you. They're sensing that you, you know, you you understand them, and and you're, you know, you're, you know what I mean. There's a there's a sort of a spiritual connection and an understanding yeah. and a and a and an ability to to empathize and also you know work with them and and, and move forward. So, I think pe- people sense that. So you know you tend to attract. I think the people that you know need you, right? So, yes. 
That's interesting. Um, so yeah, and I think I have a good blend of, uh, I think I have a good safe blend of masculine and feminine energy to where I can, you know, safely sit in that space with them yeah. and help guide or, um, you know, be there as they navigate through all these emotions and um, things of the sort yeah. and then have enough, I think, male energy to be, you know, like a, I don't want to say step. Yeah, I guess like a stepping stone to more masculine energy. Yeah. In other I'm words, not unaware of how I present. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you could, it's, it's like a, you kind of model, model some behavior and help to kind of uh, create more positive uh, self-image and things like that. Right. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I believe you can. I believe you can. And I believe you do. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, I, you know, it's interesting. I just, cause I popped, when you were talking about that, I popped this book open. I was looking at this, uh, this uh, sacral uh, plexus chakra, otherwise known as Svadhisthana. Svadhisthana. It's the second chakra. Yeah. Obviously, that's the uh, that's the Sanskrit name for it. Uh, so, but she talks about uh, it's inter interesting because you were just talking about so the possible causes of energy blocks: sexual abuse or trauma, rape or gender issues. So, any any yeah. sort of oh. challenge. Yeah. Tra traumatic uh you know events in your life and so on it's, it's, it tend to be blocked in that that chakra which is interesting and again you know this is very uh, speaking of scorpio you know this is kind of these are some of um you know this, this is kind of this area you know this area that scorpio uh that scorpio governs uh so that you know that that this um this could cause you know it can cause you to kind of like be stuck in essence and i think you know that's you know, what you're helping your clients work through but you know even those who are not um you know in therapy you know you can do work on this chakra for example uh, meditate on it and and do different types of uh, visualizations and shut someone to, to heal that area you can send healing light to that area and so forth and you know obviously if you had severe traumas or you know things that are really holding up you want to get professional help but you know, if there's stuff that you've been working on for a long time or things that you feel just kind of hung up on, you can do some work on yourself in this area. And meditation can definitely help when you focus on this area and focus on kind of clearing out that energy. I know you do uh, you do a lot of that kind of work, energy type work I do. Uh, with people, right? And you you feel those blockages in those areas and stuff, right? I mean, do, would, you, would you say this is is, is accurate and with with what, you know, kind of holds to what you've you've found with with your clients in terms of like some of these energy blockages and stuff in that area oh definitely yeah. um and, and even when um when i was taking that one course and i was uh able to see like you know when i was starting to learn how to look at um chakras and things or chakras in that area mm -hmm. um even then uh the clients that i would be assigned to, um, I would say the majority, uh, 80, 90, would um, have a had experienced okay. sexual trauma. Okay, wow, yeah. So you, I, would you like on that level and being able to see some of those images, that was really interesting. What does, um, 
I mean, it's going to, I'm sure different for different people, but is there any kind of traits, like what that energy tends to, to look like for you, how you experience yeah. it? What does uh, it look like? In, okay. In, um, sorry, just, there was like a, like five different messages at the same time. Okay. Um, in, uh, In chakras in general, uh, when there's like blockages, they're not connected. So if you think about like a roadway system, like a freeway or a bridge or anything that has that similar kind of passageway, yeah. it's, it's um, things are disjointed or askewed where they don't connect anymore. Mm -hmm. So there, the flow isn't there. So they're not really necessarily speaking to each other. And it creates, sometimes um, it can create um, like a, almost like a sense of dryness because there's no energy being, um, being passed through there. And other times it seems like an inflammation um, where the energy is just being stuck there. Yeah. Um, so it depends on the person, but those are, I would say those are the most common that I've seen. Where Do you see colors, like particular colors associated with those kinds of traumas and things, or is it different for each person? I um, often would work on textures and elements. Okay. So there would be times when I would describe things as being like metallic. So if it would, if like, if the chakra itself I saw as kind of like a metallic element, then it would either be shiny. And um, if it was, you know, healthy and like um, once it started like rotating again, yeah. um, after doing some work, or I would kind of like see it as rusty, uh, kind of, um, um, what's the word? For whatever reason, I don't want to say, it sounds like degraded or just some. Um, but where like the quality has just started to eat away oh yeah no i know what you mean uh what is the word it'll come to us it'll come that. To, i know what you mean. yeah yeah de de uh, de degraded degraded yeah. degraded yes okay um and so um i will describe things in that way but yeah. um i think that when i describe certain images it's the there's also uh it's also influenced by the person and what they will resonate with so if i start talking about something that they have no idea or that they don't necessarily like resonate with or feel comfortable with you mm -hmm. know if it's not like their go-to imagery then i probably yeah. will see it in a different way so so then that way it's easier for 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 the communication to be uh, passed along or received. Interesting. You know what? So they're not going to like start speaking Spanish to someone, you know. <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly. Doesn't speak Spanish for sure. So you got to use the metaphors and the imagery that works for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, you know what's interesting about that metal thing? Uh, as you were talking about that, I was suddenly like remembering that in alchemy, each of the chakras in the west, in like in the Western system of alchemy. So each of the chakras is, is assigned to a planet and each chakra has a metal associated oh, yeah. with it. 
A metal or an element? A metal, an actual oh. metal. Yeah, so for example, Saturn is the root chakra and it's associated with lead. So um, Mars would be the, uh, the, the sexual center, the sacral plexus, and that's associated with steel. Okay. Um, and I'm, I, I'm kind of, let me think about it. Uh, looks like it's, uh, you keep going up, it's silver, gold, mercury, and something else, I think. I'm, I'm, I'm not remembering them in order, but, but um, that's interesting. So, so it's almost like, it's almost like you're tapping in that alchemical imagery with your, with your metallic, with your metallic um, descriptions. Yeah. 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 I would often, that's so cool. I never, I never knew that. But yeah, I would often see them as being um, metal uh, in terms, but then the way that I would describe, uh, so I think I, um, I mentioned this before, sometimes I would describe them with having personalities as well. And yeah. then that's when the language would come in to make the other person feel a little bit more comfortable. Also in, you know, being able to see, because, you know, thinking about having uh, like a piece of metal inside of you is not <laughs> is not always going to be like oh yeah sure really comforting yeah I right. got a big steel plate <laughs> right <laughs> yeah but yeah I would often see them oh that's really cool I never knew that um, I would always uh, see them as kind of these uh, little metal mechanisms that yeah. were either stuck or rusted or um, degraded in quality or whatnot but then yeah. as things would start as the work would start to happen then they would get fluffed up or filled out or solidified and then start spinning yeah well and that's you know that's the beauty of uh we've talked about this a lot of times but that's the beauty of these like ideas of the the idea of the archetypes that that cg young talked about um, you know, Joseph Campbell talked about archetypal ideas, obviously anyone, you know, who spoke about mythology and so forth spoke about archetypes. So this idea that there's this underlying power, there's this sort of underlying energy. And then, you know, there's different cultural overlays kind of explaining that. Then, of course, we have our own like subjective ways that we see things too. So like everyone's not going to see the chakras in the same way. Right. Right. But there is an interesting thing where like you didn't even know that connection between alchemy. So certain people have actually seen that in the same way. And that's where these ideas are very, very universal, you know, in yeah. the way that people see things. So like, you know, they'll see them in different ways, but then you'll, you'll suddenly realize like, oh, wait, other, you know, hundreds of thousands of other people saw it that way too. So it's like, you know, you see these connections and it's, it's fascinating to see how those things work together. But then again, some people's, uh, imagery of things is like is totally unique to them to themselves and completely new and totally subjective to their own experience which is which is the cool thing about it is the images develop and they change and they grow but you know it's it's cool that we can have a system like the chakras that's so like powerful and such a uh, focal point for our uh, spiritual and healing work but then people have such different descriptions of how they actually operate what they look like what the colors are what their qualities are and so on, but we all kind of know what we're talking about, even though, you know, people interpret them differently. People assign different planets to them, different, you know, different metals, different, different, like I said, different yeah. colors and different associations. But you know, they they all do kind of share certain qualities. And I think that's where that archetype comes in. It's like, you know, wow, here's, you know, this one's kind of more associated with like really 
you know, like the root chakra, for example, like really root oriented, material oriented, kind of base, basic needs and things like that. And then the second one is focused on sexuality and emotions and creativity and regeneration and generativity and all these different ideas. And people see those things, you know, most cultures have, have these ideas in them one way or another. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a cool kind of thing that, that we share as human beings, but we may have different interpretations of what they actually do, what they are and so on. Um, yep. There was, uh, so on that little, little tangent that I went on there, um, it, I was kind of reminded of some of the other stuff that you wanted to talk about. Um, so I'm going to just kind of pass it to you. There were a couple of things I know you wanted to talk about that I'm, that are kind of escaping me right now, but we talked about, uh, I think, uh, before the, before the show. So let us, let us, let me, let me give it to you. That we, might, that we talked about today or that we talked about the other day? The other day, the other day. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, there were some. What was that um well i think it was mostly uh um we we mentioned most of it today i think we did right we did, we did kind of go it a little bit um tangential on it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but most of it was uh going so the i think original idea was to round out the death card and talk you know kind of discuss that maybe the um you didn't you don't do any you said that you don't do any day of the dead traditions i i don't but i'm i'm actually going to start next year i was very inspired by uh by your altar oh thank you of your altar yeah i want to do some kind of spin on that i like i really like the idea of 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 of, of honoring you know i i do my i i honor ancestors on a, yes. on a weekly basis yeah but i like i like the to take a day or you know multiple days to to really emphasize it and, and really put something beautiful together like you did um you know i know and unfortunately i know those those altars are kind of a private thing but I, I, it would be cool if people could see kind of some yeah i mean you can you can look those up those look up day of the dead altars and and you can you can see the the way yeah. people put them together uh, people go all out oh they're wild <laughs> yeah, it's just a beautiful expression i just i, I love I, I i'm a big fan of like altar work and you know ritual art and yeah, the decorative nature of, of that kind of work. I think I really feel like it connects you to the to the spirit behind it. You know what I mean? Yeah. As as I'm as I was doing it, there was um uh, it just you go you get in the zone and then you try to like balance things out or just uh, at least for me. Yeah. Um, you try to balance things out with the things that you've bought. Um, this year, I did less. Um, less bread type things and more for whatever reason it just felt like when i was um at uh the mexican grocery store mm. um i was or latinx grocery store i don't want to be exclusive but <laughs> um <laughs> that uh it felt like i was being pulled more towards fruits yeah so there was an element of like fruits and then just having it look abundant um i'm starting at it now because i'm gonna um, probably clean it up and do my usual weekly one yeah tomorrow um oh yeah because tomorrow i'm doing my um we just mentioned that i'm doing my abundance bowls so yeah I'll so you're gonna need to do that need to move yeah. to another altar form huh yes <laughs> um but yeah you i just you just kind of get into the zone and it's um you know you like i don't know if 
spiritually, I ask, where things go, but there was definitely like a specific placement of where the fruits go and mm -hmm. which one goes where and things like that. Yeah. Obviously, I wanted to look good and presentable, but there was something that would just pull me to one place and pull me to the other. Um, so I liked my end result. It looks yeah, different from my that was beautiful. last year's one. Um, and then next year, hopefully it'll be, I like the idea of, of what we discussed of having multi-level, multi-level. Oh yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. So we, we had talked about, um, so an altar, a lot of altars have, will have these sort of stair steps on them and you'll kind of have this uh, multi-level effect on them. I find that really beautiful. Uh, they do that a lot in Brazilian altars and uh, especially in Umbanda and some of these in Candomblé, some of these sort of Afro-Brazilian uh, religions. They do beautiful altars in Brazil. Yeah, um, I mean, that they're not, uh, they're not inexpensive. <laughs> they're not. Um, well, who's the master though of, of, of not necessarily in, inexpensive, but certainly using the materials that they find and making them quite beautiful as Haitians. Haitian oh, I bet. is absolutely incredible. They can take like old pieces of metal and, you know, things they've, old pieces of plaster and statues and, you know, remake them into these beautiful images and objects of art. I, I mean, incre incredible creativity and spirituality in Haiti. Such a, such a strange and tragic, you know, sort of life they have there in Haiti, though. It's like, it's, it's like the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere and constantly, they're constantly beguiled, you know, uh, not beguiled, they're like, how can I say this, like bedeviled, I guess, by dictators and horrible governments. And then, you know, just when they start getting things together, they get hit with an earthquake. Yeah. You know, almost on a regular basis, mind right. you. It's like not and or a hurricane or, or a hurricane. And the craziest thing is they're on the same island as Dominican Republic, and nothing ever happens in the Dominican Republic. It's always and everybody fun. goes to the Dominican Republic. And it's yeah, and it's it's such a it's such a weird thing. And like literally, like too, you can look at like if you look at a map, like a Google map above, and you can look at you can literally see a line down the middle you know the right hand side if you're looking at it from above is dominican republic and the left hand side is haiti i mean the dominican republic side is covered in oh trees. yeah it's like luscious it's lush it's covered in trees and haiti is like barren and it's like that it's, is so nuts it's really weird it's such a strange thing and it's like it's the same island the same island but um but, but it looks like a whole separate terrain right isn't it bizarre like yeah. it, it's it's such a strange thing but such a such a fascinating artistic and and religious culture like the haitian vodou beautiful traditions amazing music and drumming and ritual they're inc just incredible incredible stuff but i i, I am and, and speaking of haiti there's so i have um i have this fascinating book it's called in extremis and it, it was an art uh, exhibit of haitian uh death themed art and so in Haiti, uh, Gede is, uh, is, is like the, and Papa Legba are like the, the sort of, they're connected to death. And they're, you know, loosely connected to, to Elagua, who's the Yoruba deity. Um, not even loosely, they're, they're connected directly. I shouldn't say loosely, it's not fair to say that. 
um, just a different interpretation, a different, a different image, as we would say, like when we're talking about these archetypes. Yeah. Um, and you know, this, this figure, the imagery, I don't know if you've ever seen him, but he's where, you know, uh, um, he wears a, a Baron, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Baron Samdi, Baron Samdi. He's the one, they're all connected. They're all different aspects of this energy. Uh, but he's, he's this very interesting looking character. He looks like almost like an undertaker or something. He's like in a, you know, tux and a top oh, hat. Yeah. And he's got these qualities of, uh, you know, these skeletal qualities to him and different, different imageries that go along with him and so on. It's just fascinating though, when you think about um, that, like how, you know, how death, I mean, we, we touched on this a little bit when we talked about the death card, but um, how, you know, especially in these places where death is, is very present as we talked about Haiti and it's you know tragic history obviously a tragic history of slavery but also just like a tragic history of you know political oppression and poverty and violence and so on right where death is very present they tend to make a they tend to make a friend of death and you know death becomes a, a very present and real deity becomes a yeah. saint almost like and we talked a little bit about Santa Muerte and the you know the those you know the connection to uh, to that and in, in this idea that oftentimes marginalized people will take a figure that you know to others is somewhat considered somewhat gruesome and sort of befriended and almost like really embrace the shadow quality of that that type of character because they're living so close to that type of thing all the time that it's like it makes sense that you would make friends with that energy doesn't well, it yeah and I'm looking at, I just Googled images of Baron Samadhi, you said? Yeah, Samadhi. Um, there's a sexual component to this too, where like death yeah. is almost like luring you. Um, in some of these images, he has like this huge python, mm -hmm. which, you know, yeah. can be very phallic and sexual. There's um, actual phallic symbolism in his, in his symbols as well. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, what is that? The staff? Yeah um so um if people are not familiar you might see this image i think also a lot in kind of um i think it might be associated with like kind of new orleans you know yeah for sure absolutely the haitian voodoo is very very influential in, in new orleans absolutely yeah that 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 and that have the yeah, this image of this guy kind of like luring you in or seducing you into his world. Yeah, and that's, it is, isn't that though, kind of getting back to this idea of this, this kind of energy, this sort of, again, we, you know, loosely calling it the Scorpio energy because we're in a Scorpio month, but, you know, it is connected to the idea of Scorpio and sexuality, but also, again, we say how oh, it's connected to death and the death card and these different deities and so on mm -hmm. and there's there's a, there's a very intimate connection between all those things and it's not accidental it's not as if like people just are haphazardly throwing this stuff together and i think like about the vampire symbolism and this idea of you know vampires especially in today's culture very they're considered very you know very sexy probably not not right now you know but there was certainly we go through periods of time where vampires yes. are very popular you know and you know, that idea is that same sort of thing there's this there's this sex and death component to this kind of idea of sexuality and we talked about that with the death card it's like there's this idea of of, of you know death and rebirth 
And, yeah. and, and the growth that, and the transformation that come out of that are definitely connected to sexuality and to, to death. And, and like you had talked about, the death of some, you have to let go of certain parts of yourself and parts of you have to die and old ways of being have to sort of die in order for you to embrace something new, right? Yeah. So I think that people see that. And I think, I think especially marginalized individuals who need hope see that hope and that transformation not necessarily the grim side of death but like the death of like maybe the way that they're living or the way that they're being treated or the way or the the poverty that they're experiencing like the death of that and then the the birth of something new some some transformation that's going to occur in life you know there's always that hope right yeah there's also this enticement of like you know make a deal with me and your life will be better um, but you know that there's a danger behind it. Mm. You can sense, you know, the danger mm. behind it. And yeah, um, if we relay it over or, you know, yeah, connect it, relate to what we were talking about earlier um, is if, um, what did I say before? Like if, so ruled and governed could also be controlled by. So if you allow yeah. these elements or these energies to control you, then, you know, that's where your life may lead. You will only become, you know, a sexual person and be controlled by that behavior and yeah. not have any sort of like uh, thoughts about anything. And you will only be controlled by your desire to fulfill power, you know, this need for power. Power, yeah. And so it's all these needs. It's very kind of primal, um, which I guess kind of makes sense for the lower chakras, right? Yeah, That's typically where those are. Um, and if you just allow these things and not channel them in a, a more balanced way, then you might find yourself leaning more towards, you know, just fulfilling these needs and not necessarily, you know, embracing any other part of your life. Yeah. And then you lose that balance. And I think that's like what you're talking about, where energy gets trapped or stuck. It's like you yeah. also, you know, the chakras are also a psycho spiritual element to your, to your, to your life. And so in other words, like, you know, your psychological level, your emotional uh, maturity level, your spiritual maturity, you know, are connected also to, you know, to this, these physiological sort of psycho spiritual centers, you know, so there's a, there's a connection between mind, body, and spirit in terms of your growth. And so, you know, you can be very stuck in a, in a sort of part of your body, but also you're stuck in a kind of mental state. Like you said, I mean, if you allow this kind of energy, this kind of energy is extremely powerful. I mean, it's the energy that gives enlightenment. So, you know, it, but when you channel it into, like you said, just, uh, you know, sexual conquest, for example, or experimentations or, you know, experiences or whatever you're doing, or, grabs for power and you know political intrigues and you know or business um you know power grabs or things like that which it can also be sort of channeled into uh you're going to lose the ability uh to channel it upwards into sort of for lack of a better word higher states higher more spiritual states right where you know you're connecting with a heart chakra where you're able to be more compassionate and reach out and help other people and really have more understanding of yourself and others and you know what I mean? These sorts mm-hmm. of things. And so we can get stuck down in those lower chakras. It's really what they mean by being stuck down there and why you want to raise, raise this energy. 
you know, and whether it's yeah. symbolic or it's actually a physical or physiological process that's going on really is inconsequential. The point is, is that you're trying to take that energy and turn it into something, something sort of more productive, more constructive and more spiritual, um, and which doesn't mean you can't be a sexual being. It doesn't mean that you can't have certain power drives and, you know, want to achieve things, but it means there's a balance, right? Yes. And I think that's where that's what we were talking about um, before. So um, I was um, so kind of to round this out and then move over to the next one. I was watching uh, this documentary. I think it's called uh, Rewind or um, it might be on uh, Amazon. I'm not I don't remember, but it's called Rewind and it's this documentary of uh, old footage of uh, this uh, Jewish family and this little boy and they start documenting like the dad got a camera and then like you know I think it was like in the late 90s and everybody you know, everybody was with their camcorders and recording everything yeah um, so uh, they they didn't necessarily realize at the time that they were recording uh, this this child by well, two children actually um, they're their process through abuse um, and how they changed and how you know they went from these uh, highly intelligent intuitive very intuitive um, possibly even clairvoyant according to some of the uh, language that um, the mom described the child using and I was like yeah. oh, wow um, it just really like loving into this like um, like anger, full of rage, child who often like was threatening to um, end his life and the life of others. Um, and yeah. it all was like within a year mm -hmm. span and um, with a change anyway, but then nothing you'll see if you watch it because it, yeah. it's good. Um, but both, you know, the death card in tarot and then this sexual energy that we're discussing. I think they both have uh, the ability to, um, they both have these elements of providing life and taking it away, right? Yes. Like end of something and the beginning of something. Um, and what you were referring to before, which probably was another reason that I stopped uh, tapping into some of my abilities is like that, um, uh, people have always mentioned to me, not always, because <laughs> it won't be possible <laughs> at a certain age, but yeah. people, people would mention to me, like, you know, uh, whenever I go to like spiritual advisors or anybody of the sort, they would yeah. say, uh, you know, don't give too much of yourself. And I didn't know what they meant by that. Cause they were just kind of like hinting around. Yeah. And then I was like, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> um, and then they would say, you know, your physical self. And I was like, ah. Um, so, you know, they would um, say to like, um, just kind of like make sure that I'm careful with who I'm with, yeah, uh, who I'm not with, uh, what kind of situations I'm going to be entering. Um, and that kind of was like, uh huh, because I, the human experience, I think it can be um, very sexual. 
um, and there's a lot of intimacy within that. Mm-hmm. The uh, spiritual and clairvoyant experience is very intimate, and it could also have those elements of attraction and um, yeah, to it, right? Because you're yeah. drawn by you're drawn by these figures, you're drawn by the you know these uh, these people or personas sometimes. Um, I mean, all look at all the gurus. How many people did they not have like falling over them? There's something about that. Yeah. Um, is you know, like kind of like the flip coin of someone like Manson, um, but still has the same amount of power. So there's power in all of this. And so for a while, you know, I started just kind of taking inventory of um, not judgment, but just maybe a little judgment. <laughs> I was also younger. Um, sure. but just taking inventory of people <laughs> around me. And I was like, hmm, yeah, I can see how they're like, quote unquote, ruled or governed by this energy. And yeah. I don't want my life to be ruled or governed by that energy. Um, I also saw, you know, like, um, not in, in real life, but I could see, um, I think you and I both have our, um, have a, a propensity to watch cult shows yes <laughs> or we documentaries do. we do share um, that trait <laughs> yeah so I see that you know and yeah. I'm not claiming to be anything um you know of the like but th- there's a lot of power in both of these elements um or you know yeah both of these parts of who you are that are also um innately parts of everyone we all have uh, these sexual parts and these spiritual parts, and they both have this ability to provide, or I'm sorry, to command power and take power. So when I was told, you know, like, calm down, <laughs> um, you know, don't be so active. I was like, hmm, I don't know what that means at first. And then it kind of just freaked me out, you know? So then I just kind of like shut uh shut myself off I think for a while um sexually and then I think I that caused I think without I think it probably created some sort of like subconscious shame Mm. um and then um after that when I started kind of watching all of these things or just seeing people uh take control of others through a spiritual sense, then I kind of shut that off for a bit too. So I've always kind of wanted a relationship where it was um, balanced and, you know, you're both viewed as the same, you know, you both kind of, you know, either balance each other out or play off of each other or um, uh, like this, what we have. And I've always respected this relationship. And those are the type of relationships that I want to stay in both spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically. Um, yeah, and that's, I think moving forward, I'm going to be very aware of who I am um, and just have some discernment, <laughs> but not, not um, deny myself of who yeah. I am or not, is that, uh, not deny any part of who I am because I think that that would just limit me and I don't, I don't work well with limitations. 
Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> no. And you know, oh, and then they told me, oh, I'm sorry, one of the one of my people that I went to that I would go to frequently told me that somebody in my past cursed me. And that totally freaked me out. Um, so wait, one of your previous partners? No, so yes, one of my, uh, uh, one of the spiritual people that I would go to. Yeah. And at first I was like, okay, this is just like a thing that people say, you know, to get money. Yeah, to get, to get you to do a <laughs> bunch of works that. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. it was like, I think like this first or second session or some, or maybe second or third. Um, I think typically like if you're kind of, playing in a different angle you wait for the second or third one so that way you know you have a buy-in but that's the buy-in um, <laughs> you've already got buy-in <laughs> yeah so yeah they told me that somebody that I dated before had um had uh cursed me or placed a curse on me and then they I was as I was um scrolling through my head of who it could be the person that I went to she said nope not that one like as I was kind of like running wow. the images through my mind or the, she's like, no, nope, not that one. Um, and you're then, like, so I guess this isn't a scam, is it? Yeah. <laughs> and then she would say, not that one either. They're like, and then she's like laughed. She's like, that one can't do like, like literally laughed at the person oh and God. said, you and I both know that that person. Yeah. yeah they're not doing, they're not doing a damn thing. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, what was another comment that kind of stung? Um, and she's, she looked at me and she's like, come on now. <laughs> you know that that person didn't even really care about you enough. And I was like, oh, ouch, ouch. <laughs> but yeah, it's that's like, really that's probably like what I would say. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, just to yeah. like, uh, if, if I was trying to like help somebody out. Um, and then they described them, the, uh, you know, they described uh, the features, the hair color, Oh man, um, where like where we met? Yeah, uh, what region of the United States the person might live in? Oh wow! And so oh, wow. I was like, okay, um, and I made the. I had not spoken to this person in a while, and then I made a choice to talk to them, and like reach out, and you know, um, I couldn't really like fake the small talk too much. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> it was clearly that a quote-unquote surprise yeah yeah <laughs> like oh what a surprise what do you what do you kind of know where the you know calling me for and then so I was like oh you know I just it's been a while just seeing how you were doing yada 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 um yeah I can't do this so have you placed a curse on me <laughs> <laughs> I love it I love it and it was silence oh god and I was like I'm thinking that I shall take that as a yes yeah no doubt and then so did they do it themselves or did they get some no they went to someone oh my god and the per the the woman that i had gone to the spiritual woman that i was going to at the time yeah she said they they she said uh that um they didn't do it themselves although they were trying to um kind of like play with black magic or dark magic or whatever yeah yeah um, they're like no they're they wouldn't be uh strong enough on their own so they went to someone um and used like either um articles of your clothing or um hair yeah hair is big um, and so i was told to you know be careful with i'm like well that's gonna be tough because <laughs> i don't she know if, you, if you're looking at my hair right now <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sheds often. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So um, I've since then I've learned ways to energetically protect myself. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was like a, I was like a baby back then. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, they, they admitted to it. And then they said that they went to someone who helped them. And then we're like, I think their solution was I can go back and have them like reverse it or something. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, you just don't go anywhere near me with anything like that, you know, just stop. Yeah. I'm like, I will handle it, whatever on my end. We'll, we'll, we'll work it out over here. Thank you anyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it was so crazy because, you know, when I when when I first asked, like, yeah. flat out, you know, have you ever placed a curse on me? It was quiet and that was a confirmation. But then um, when but then they were just it. kind of being coy about it, like, what do you mean? I don't know. You know? Yeah. And then um, I was like, just, you know, be honest with me. And then they said, yes. I'm telling you but see and that's where we talk about it. it's like this this that's this dark side of of that attraction the dark side of the sexual energy the dark side of love in general right it's all connected yeah. to that same stuff and, and and look at i mean how many how many you know love affairs end up in tragedies and so on you know it's with a, with violence or with even a murder or something you know most of these most murders that are committed are are someone someone knows and usually well, it, it's yeah even the way they describe it in court yeah is don't they describe it as a crime of passion they do use that terminology exactly a crime of passion and oftentimes i mean you know if, like for example you catch your lover you know cheating on you or something oftentimes you'll be acquitted if if there if violence occurred because you you know everyone's like well of course you did that i'd do the same thing you know what i mean and it's like yeah. we just we all kind of give ourselves a free pass if if there's like if there's some really you know traumatic sort of sort of betrayal or something and we catch the person red-handed quote unquote and it's like you know what i mean it's very interesting how 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 that can actually be a defense you know and so you can see how powerful these emotions are you know and this is where it's like it's so vital to really be honest with yourself about what you're doing with your energies and what you're you know how you're using your 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 sexual power and 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 so on and, and how, where you're channeling it into and this is where i think meditation and you know spiritual work can really help because you know you can really take time to sit and kind of feel where that energy is and what it wants to do and kind of concentrate on that particular chakra you know that sacral chakra it's like but you know roughly speaking like two inches below the navel kind of in that area just sort of concentrate in that area and kind of see and feel what's going on. Sometimes you'll literally feel like a churning or a kind of fiery sensation, or even like, you know, you'll feel like that, that kind of like you could feel, you know, this jealousies or this rage or, you know, attraction to someone, you know, oftentimes sexual fantasies will come up in meditation. And it's like, that's that energy. That's the Kundalini energy. And I mean, it's so interesting that that's the same energy by which you achieve enlightenment. So right. it's like, what are you going to do with it? You know, and, you know, in that car, I, you know, I, I, I didn't, we haven't really talked about this, but in the show on Sunday that I did about the death card specifically, you know, Paul Foster Case uh, talks about, he's a great tarot, uh, tarot teacher, 
uh, one of my, probably my favorite. I would no, not probably my absolute favorite tarot teacher. I highly recommend him. <laughs> I don't know why I say probably. Like I qualify things. Like he's absolutely my number one favorite tarot teacher. Anyway, so uh, the point is, is that he would talk about how this energy, this he called it the life power energy or the love power energy. Really, he's referring to Kundalini. He's referring to the same thing we're talking about. It's you know, it's it's connected to life. And it's connected to regeneration, but it's also connected to death. But he's like, it's just two sides of the same coin. It's the same energy. The same energy that causes transformation and death is the same energy that causes regeneration and life. And he's like, if you can figure out what that really means and truly understand it, he's like, you will not die. And, and I'm like, wow, that's deep. You, know, you, have to, you have to meditate on that, you know? Yes. You have to think about that. And it's like, okay, there's, there's, it's a truly miraculous and powerful force that's within us that's connected to sexual energy and kundalini energy and you know people play around with it like it's a parlor game or something a lot of times i think like oh i'm gonna you know go do this type of breath of fire meditation and so on and it's good to do that stuff but at the same time take take it seriously because oftentimes when you open that energy up you don't know exactly what you're getting into and this world of you know tiktok new age spirituality you know just do this just open up this chakra just do that and it's like take your time with things you know really balance things out and work on your you know your general psychology and your general sort of emotional health before you really start to try to open up a lot of these powers within yourself because if you don't have a good sort of moral and ethical sense to yourself and you don't have a pretty decent kind of psychological health going when you open up these powers within yourself and you can do that um you're going to do things that will cause trouble for yourself and other people let me just say that do you know what i mean yeah yeah and i think sometimes people forget it's that same idea it's like you see like what people are capable of when they're in love or they're sexually attracted to someone it's incredible what lengths people will go to to get the person they want that is that same energy force the same force there's not two forces like one's spiritual and one's this and one's sexual and one's it's all the same energy force it just depends on how you cultivate it what you do with it and what your intentions are you know what i mean yes no for completely um i i was having so many different memories and thoughts as you were talking, but no, I was like, um, I thought I lost you for a second, but then you were, you were, no. going, you were, going, you were going deep. <laughs> yeah. The, no, but so culturally in our society, it, it, there's all these pressures to um, find that one person. And we'll, mm -hmm. I, not that I want to string anybody along for, or say, you know, uh, tune in, like next year <laughs> but we'll probably be discussing uh like twin flames and all of that um yeah during gemini because it makes gemini sense time um so but well we also i'm sure as we go along in february maybe perhaps talk about uh um soulmates or whatever yeah right? for sure absolutely uh just for valentine's day <laughs> uh, of course um so i think it um uh, Okay, let me do that. Okay, so socially, culturally, whatever, um, there we're locked into this pressure of 
having to meet the right one, mm-hmm. um, not being fulfilled without that mm-hmm. person, yeah, uh, not being worthy of love if you don't find the one, um, and you know, just uh, placing all these pressures on ourselves, on ourselves, and expectations of, you know, um, going on this journey and finding this person, and then ultimately being uh, happy for the rest of your life or yeah. happily ever after like the Hollywood ending type type idea. yeah or Disney yeah. Um, <laughs> but a lot of these such as I mean don't get me wrong I am all about uh, fireworks and romance I'm a Mexican <laughs> you know like we celebrate everything <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's nothing that we do not celebrate there's nothing that is not romantic um, including death as we have been discussing yeah exactly so it's just ingrained in me I get it um, I'm not against any of that. And I don't think that you don't, that you should, uh, that you shouldn't feel like you deserve it because deserve it. But sometimes those things might be different for different people. Yeah. Um, you know, these um, Disney examples or Hollywood examples may not be you. So don't limit yourself to one white male's person's perspective, because <laughs> that's really what it is. Um and you know, limit yourself to that experience because there's so many different varieties of experiences that will give you those same feelings. Um, but also with that, you know, that pressure of not being fulfilled, not having any sort of purpose in life, which is just insane to me <laughs> because there's so many purposes mm-hmm. that you could have. Yeah, uh, being married and having like however many children and you know, a dog and a cat and whatever, like that is not going to make you ultimately happy as has been proven by all of the divorces. Um, I think that what becomes irresponsible is that there's no story after the ever after. There's no like explaining of how you navigate these relationships or what if this is not the person that is meant for you for the rest of your life? Or what if there's not one specific person who's going to fulfill everything for you. Mm-hmm. And then that's when that drive kicks in, right? That's when that yeah. drive of like, um, I must have this person. Yeah. Uh, I cannot live life without them. Um, you know, it's either, um, what is, what is the other kind of like a martyrous thing that people say? Like, if I can't have you, then nobody can. Yeah, um, yeah. All of these things that just become so deadly, so dangerous. Stop it. Like it it doesn't have to be as um one of the things that you start learning with I think uh more modern literature and maybe some um controversial literature where in in terms of this because you know we still kind of live in a religious society that not one person is going to fulfill every part of you that maybe perhaps the, you, that person can be your soulmate and then your friend can also be your soulmate. And then, you know, this person can be your soulmate and then together they fulfill these different parts of you. Yeah. There's yeah. also that, you know, um, but in terms of connecting with people, you shouldn't like limit yourself to say, I cannot connect with you because you are not the, the, the person that I ideally see for the rest of my life. I think, I've mentioned this before that I can see when something is going to 
end in terms of a relationship and yeah. other things as well, but we'll stick with relationships for now. Um, I can see where things are going to end, but it doesn't stop me from just giving it my all, you know? Yeah. And sometimes when I've been in intimate relationships or sexual relationships, um, I truly give like all, like in terms of um, the energy and the love and appreciation that I provide. I'm not yeah. saying that I'm necessarily anybody's like doormat because I think sometimes that's the mis uh, you, that gets misconstrued mm -hmm. or misinterpreted. But I'm very much present and all about you and you know honor who you are as a person because that's what I'm drawn to. And when I've been in um, in these type of situations and I have um, had sexual experiences, people have told me that, you know, that like they lose feeling and they've lost like feeling in like their legs or their arms and they feel almost like they're being like lifted. Um, and the grabbing onto things so they so they uh, don't go away or something like that. And then the way that they've described the uh, the experience of you know after after like this kind of like um, sometimes it's a stop and sometimes it's like I don't know where they go. Um, yeah. But it's like okay, what's happening? And they're like I don't know what's happening to my body. <laughs> like everything is just like tingly and I I can't feel things and I feel like I'm like kind of like lift pick off of the bed. Yeah. Or wherever we may be. Um, and just, uh, just very candid of me today, by the way. I was going to say, you are, you are being extremely candid today, aren't you? <laughs> um, then after that, and the way that they've described it is um, as almost kind of like leaving their body, but yet somehow still connected. Yeah. And the way that I recall feeling is just kind of this exchange um, this like cycle, I've, I've said this a million times, I think, but mm -hmm. symbiosis is probably one of my favorite words, if not yeah, yeah. favorite, because I use it to describe this process often. It felt like that, this just okay. kind of exchange of energy and very in tuned with one another where there didn't really need to be any like words spoken. Um, and it was just very intuitive. Yeah. Uh, sometimes just um uh, laying next to one another and having that connection not having any words so i don't know if that's tech you know i don't know if that qualifies or is uh what tantric is but it sounds like it's you know from 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 what i understand about it you know because you're really infusing the experience with a with a spiritual quality with an energetic quality to it it's not just a physical act um, there's something there's something different going on and it seems like the people are experiencing uh, that you're with that uh, they're experiencing that with you and so i mean that is is classic sort of tantric experience yeah. uh, idea you know ideas people have a lot of those same descriptions when they speak about doing that work um and when they speak about individuals who are tapped into that energy so that's interesting well it's interesting too like i mean do you do you feel like you you've um I given too much because I know you were saying that like um, you know you had that person that was telling you you have to be careful about that right yeah so, so I don't know I I don't this is not like a 
my daily activity, it would be with somebody that I really cared for. Yeah, yeah. That I was in a relationship with for a while. Okay, so uh, yeah, so you are you're directing it towards specific. Like obviously, it's not just any any experience. It's not, it's, it's yeah. more connected. Yeah. Okay. Like, hey, uh, you. You want to not feel your legs today? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So you're you're okay. I got you. So you are you are you're definitely um, keeping keeping that energy for those 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 special relationships and i think really that's what what they're talking about really that's what you know is talked about in in most tantric literature and most of these ideas is that you know this i think sometimes people especially younger people you have the idea kind of like you get this from the probably started in the 60s this kind of free love and tantric ideals and you know these kinds of different experiences and all that um which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it's, I think the, the real idea of Tantra and the real idea of using the sexual energy and being able to focus and direct it and share it and so on is that it's supposed to be between people who have a love relationship. It's not just necessarily supposed to be with any, you know, person you meet at a random club or something, right? So, right. Um, and so, so, you know, it is a very sort of disciplined sort of thing. And it sounds like even though you don't really have any necessarily, well, I don't know, maybe you do, because we haven't really talked about this, but you, I, I don't know that you have any kind of formalized tantric practice, but it sounds yeah. like, you know, you're, you know, you are directing it to those people that you care about and that you're, you know, you're with for a certain amount of time and there's a certain level of trust and so on. And that, and yeah. I think that's really, it's really what we're talking about with this balance thing and so forth with this energy is, is knowing when and how for you it's appropriate to share it and not to get sucked into other people's sort of energy or get bowled over by it or get kind of that that's where you were talking about almost like that idea of like um something that's sort of uh beckoning you in almost and it's like mm-hmm. trying to you know it's trying to take you to the other side and sort of in a negative way right and that's the right. sort of dark side of this that we talk about you know, where, where you're, where you're going, you know, like you're talking about sexual addiction, or you're talking about, you know, compulsive behavior, or really, very risky behavior that, you know, puts your, puts your, your life or your health in danger, and things like that, that, that you are not doing consciously, you're sort of unconsciously doing, and then afterwards regretting it, you know, I'm not talking about people who are actually, you know, fully engaged, and make the choice to do things that are risky, which we, we will do at times, but, yeah. those folks that are compelled or, or comp- there's compulsive nature to it right mm-hmm. so and that's that need yeah and that's where i think these things get mixed up you have these this this energy or get caught up in someone else's energy like like you talked about sometimes these gurus or these very charismatic individuals can get us um kind of discombobulated and you know we mix up the spiritual and the and the attraction or we mix up you know what we need and what we think that they can offer us and all these different things and that's where it's like know thyself you know really know who you are and know what you're all about and that's why um you know my other piece kind of like my bookend to what you were talking about with the um with this kind of hollywood romance idea it's not so much that it's it's not so much that it's that it's wrong it's just it's 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 more this is the thing is those stories come from fairy tales and fairy tales are like mythology they are a story about your inner life and so really that story that's playing out that looks like a romance is really what are processes which should be going on within your own self uh, in order for you to become a person that you know can have a mature relationship 
and yeah. is in control of those sorts of things in a, in a way and you know which is not to take the romance out of the thing it's not to take the you know the sparks out and all that stuff but it's like you know generally speaking like for example a relationship especially you know uh you know long-term relationships so you know they're they're challenging and i think sometimes people get the idea that like oh it's always going to be like a honeymoon period like you're just gonna you know it's always going to be like this you know there's this like fireworks and and romance and all this stuff and you know honestly you know there's there's a certain amount of work that goes on but that's where the relationship deepens and it goes to a different level and you know you work through some of those challenges and you begin to grow internally and with that person and those are things you miss out on if you just run after romance all the time do you know what i mean right and so mm-hmm. you know it's kind of off 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 center of what we were talking about but but i mean it is it is connected because you know there's this you know you get a lot of these people that are constantly you know constantly looking for the sort of next love th- sort of thrill or you know they're looking for some sort of like you know, some kind of like big thing to go off in their mind or their heart or whatever. And, you know, they could be with a perfectly decent person that actually cares about them and loves them and that they love as well. But for some reason, like there's a lull in the relationship or something. And all of a sudden it's just like, oh, I'm going to start looking around for something that's, oh, it's like, I want that excitement, that thrill again. Right. What is that? Like in addiction terms, like chasing the dragon or something? There you go. Yeah, exactly. And some, you know, I think a lot of times romance and sexual attraction have those kind of edge to them. And that's where that, that kind of um, warning that you were talking about, there's almost like a warning. You, you look at the death and you look at some of these figures that seem to be trying to lure you almost, you, you know what I mean? And I'm, and I'm not trying to, you know, paint, paint a dark picture of, of romance or sexual attraction. I'm just saying, like, don't let it control you. You control it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you talked, look, you look at that Clinton thing as a perfect example. It's like there's a certain case of sexual attraction, maybe even compulsion that, you know, literally ruined a president, you know? Yep. And, and so those sorts of things can happen. That's that sort of dark side of that attraction, that dark side of that energy when it's not properly directed, you know? Which again, it's not a prudish thing. It's like, oh, you're only going to have one partner or, oh, you know, you're going to conform to some certain idea that society has or whatever. It's not that. It's, it's, it's something within yourself that that has these feelings like you know i'm chasing after something and it's not making me feel good and i keep coming up empty-handed and it's like maybe mm-hmm. I to, maybe i need to reevaluate my judgment of what my life is all about or what i'm trying to achieve or maybe i need to be better friends with the, my soul inside myself uh that you know maybe i need a relationship with myself first before i'm trying to get it from someone else those are those those are things too that that i think have to be looked at right yeah for sure in therapy, so, that's a lot of the conversation where, you know, you start identifying these patterns and it's like, is it everybody else or is it, you know, something that I'm doing? Yeah. Or yeah. not doing, you know, not finding that fulfillment or uh, peace within yourself. Exactly. Uh, quickly, um, tell us how you almost died. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's a <laughs> not to try to rush you, but I, yeah, no, I get mm-hmm. it. Um, so I was, um, was it? kind of irresponsible, I suppose. Maybe not. I don't know. You could be the judge of that. Okay. I have. Wait, do you mean thing. me or every or anyone listening? 
anyway, I don't really care. <laughs> Anyone can, <laughs> I don't can give bring it on the judgment. <laughs> um, so I, um, I do this thing where I don't allow myself, and I know if anybody out there that has ever had um, therapy sessions with me, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's kind of like um, taking your own medicine kind of a situation. Yeah. So I do this thing where I don't allow myself the best time management, or if I have extra time, quote unquote, extra time, then I will add something to it. It's almost like a challenge. Mm. So I had to, um, I had to go get some paperwork from a certain office and then go to another place that's like nearby. It's like another office. Um, okay. They're not very far from each other. Uh, maybe like five minutes. But I noticed <laughs> that I was ahead of time before I had to start my first session. So then I decided to order something from uh, Starbucks and um, then go to my office, right? Okay. So uh, the traffic is not expected. <laughs> I'm also haven't been to this particular Starbucks. So I didn't know how the entrance was because it's in like the shopping center and it's very confusing and gotcha. whatever. So I go and then um, when I get there, they tell me like, oh, we're sorry, the other food item that you wanted, we don't, we don't have. And I'm like, oh, okay, so now it's cutting into my extra time. <laughs> oh man, your extra time but, is suffering. <laughs> yeah, so I don't really have a lot of extra time now. Yeah. Um, so I, um, I go over to where the, the display is and then they're like, oh no, we have it. We just have to like take it out of the plastic thing. And I'm like, I almost was just gonna say, let me just give it to me, let's go, I'm ready to go, you know? And they're like, oh, and but they're already starting to rip it open. And, oh, sure. um, all right, so I get my stuff, I go, I'm not quite sure how to exit. So um, I, I, I'm in the parking lot and I'm going maybe like, I don't know, 10, 12 miles an hour, which I probably should be going five. Okay. So it's a little bit faster. A little bit fast. Should have. Slightly uh, fast. And then as I'm moving or as I'm driving forward, another car enters the parking lot. And we both kind of, I don't know if we both see each other at the same time, but we both are about to collide. Oh, man. Like, it was like a flash, like, we see each other because there, uh, there's like a building, you know, it's kind of yeah, like yeah, a yeah. line intersection. There's no stop sign or, or yield sign for either person. Oh, God. So that part is, I, I mean, I should have probably just still yielded. Um, I don't know if I would have gone slower if it would have helped, though. So I'll explain to you. So I'm, I'm going, they're coming at me <laughs> and about to like T-bone me. Yeah. You, instinctively, you kind of hit the brakes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah what I should have done is just sped up more because they hit their brakes, but I wouldn't have known if they were going to hit their brakes or I don't know. I, who knows what, what would happen. Um, so I turn over all like super carry the movie style. And I like look over <laughs> at the car, like really fast. And it just stops on its tracks and it stops about like maybe 
a foot to half a foot away from my car. Oh man. Like it was really, really close. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just kind of kept going <laughs> and I was like, should I have stopped? Should I have stopped? Like, nothing happened. <laughs> Nobody collided. Yeah. You're like, well, good enough. Yeah. I could have stopped and seen if they were okay. Um, but I'm thinking they were okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they were okay. You guys didn't hit, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I just kind of left. Um, and then it, there was, it's really weird because I was like, in my mind thinking, oh, I should probably like eat something or drink my coffee so I can cool down or yeah, yeah. not be so anxious or drink well, add water so or drink water. Um, but I didn't feel like uh, what that kind of, oh my God, I just escaped death feeling. Interesting. It, it was just kind of like, oh. I make it on time. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there's, there's your, there's your focus. But see, you cheated, you cheated death right there. Yes. <laughs> and uh, there's, there's where sometimes like our or just a really bad accident at the least. No, probably something serious could happen if they T-boned me. Yeah, for sure. I was on the drive. would have been on the driver's side. You got a small car. I mean, it's like you know. Yeah. So you know, and he was probably going a lot faster than you. So. You know, it's, it's, it's those kinds of things though. It's, you know, that's, it's an interesting thing because it ties into, you know, these ideas we're talking about. And so that thing that was pushing you, that energetic quality, it was pushing you to try to cheat time a little bit. It's that same sort mm -hmm. of energy. It's that same kind of energy that we use, you know, for, for, for our lives. And it's like, you know, the, the, the dark side of it is that, um, you know, if we don't kind of like take our time and, 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 or we try to like kind of push things a little bit too far, you know, things warn us too, don't they? Yep. Yeah. And, and yeah. So, Cause that's exactly what I did. Right. <laughs> I started thinking after as on my drive to the office, I was starting to think, I was like, you know what? If I would have been like just a little bit short on time or, or you know, like gotten there, like right at the hour or maybe even like a minute late, it wouldn't have been the end of the world, but driving that not paying attention would have been. Yeah. You know, that could have been the end of the world. So yeah. getting a coffee or not getting a coffee was not going to kill me, but no. that behavior would have potentially killed me. Exactly. So I thought about that and I was like, eh. So like, not, <laughs> none of it seemed very like appeasing, right? Like, yeah <laughs> like the stuff that i uh like the coffee and the food item that i had just purchased i was like oh. <laughs> yeah right you're like was it was it was this really worth was this really worth the possible yeah. thing that just happened no not so much and, and prior to this i think all of my stories on here have been you know me running a little bit late but things just working themselves out and then kind of seeing accidents on the road where i would have been so yeah. I kind of like look into that and see what yeah that that was a lot closer that accident near accident was a lot closer to you than the than, yes. the, than the other ones you you well the other ones were just be, like the other ones else were way right? before me because i was late like yeah if i was been on time so moral sure. of the story is don't be on time <laughs> <laughs> exactly and also Stay don't on. try and also, if you're running late, don't try to go to Starbucks and get uh, get a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, thank you for your candid stories. And oh, yeah. Uh, right. And I hope that uh, people. 
people can get something out of uh, what we came, you know, what we what we meandered through today. I think we got through most of our topics that we wanted to talk about. I think so, yeah. And then some. Yes. So, uh, so Scorpio energy, Kundalini energy, second chakra stuff. Uh, you know, like I said, try this week maybe to to take a little time in meditation and. Uh, you know, just you don't have to know any kind of formal practice, but just kind of concentrate on that area. If you're sitting, maybe if you're just relaxed or laying down or something, kind of kind of feel that area out energetically in your own body. Uh, that second chakra area, which is, like I said, about two inches below your, your, your belly button. Kind of see what comes up. Just watch, uh, watch, watch what comes up and, you know, watch your dreams. I always recommend people watch your dreams and watch your daydreams and your fantasies and see where things are leading you. See where that energy and that attraction is going and how you want to channel that in your life. Um, don't let it, don't let it run you. You know, you, Angel talked about that. Don't let it, don't let it be in charge of you. You'd be in charge of it. Um, you know, but it, it's not thing to be rigid about and to be all anal about, but it's, it's something that you definitely want to try to, uh, try to work on because it makes your life a lot better. It really does. Yes. So, all right. Thank you, Angel. I appreciate thank you uh, here each week. And uh, thank you guys for listening at angel on the eighth day uh, tiktok and instagram for angel and uh, at uh, cosmic eye tarot uh, on instagram or cosmic eye.org.org uh, we have uh, our rainbow unicorn cards i didn't tell you those came in they came in from china so oh, cool so we're excited about that and uh, our libra florum cards are going to be in tomorrow so those are going to be available and we're going to put those up on the uh, website as well and the Blooming Cat cards will be in soon. We have a lot of people waiting for those, a lot of pre-orders on those, so that's exciting. Uh, they are available for pre-order if you want to get them, so you can get those through the website. And watch uh, and listen for uh, Angel's uh, stuff that's going to be available soon. He's going to be working on some great stuff uh, with his crystals and with his uh, prosperity work that he does. Yes. Uh, so check that out. It's worked for me. Uh, his stuff has worked for me. I, I, I am a, I am a uh, what would you call that? A testimonial for you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that your stuff is powerful. So, yes. all right. Thanks again. Uh, we will speak to you next week. Uh, we're still in Scorpio, right? Yeah, we are. Of course we I are. I believe so, yes. I we think are. for the next two weeks, weeks, maybe? Yeah, the next few weeks. So we'll keep, uh, we'll keep on these topics. We'll probably, I don't know, we'll probably move away from death, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we've had yeah, enough. I think we've, yeah, we've covered it. We've covered we've it well. Talked about death to death. Yeah, yeah we have. <laughs> You're right. So we will. Uh, in the meantime, spirit will move us to come up with some other great topic for you guys. Or let us know. I mean, if there's something you want to hear about, please let us know. Uh, hit us up on Instagram, yes. or on the website, or wherever you want. So, all right. Thanks again. We'll speak to you next week. Blessings and light. Thanks, Angel. Bye. Thank you.